edition. Along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. We're going to start today where America is starting today, and it's can Brock Purdy lead San Francisco to a Super Bowl? Yeah, that's the big question right now. They they, they won last night, right? They're now the NFC West champions over your Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. They are into the postseason. Yeah, before the Chiefs. Before who the Chiefs Who would have thought that, right? The Brock San Francisco Purdy 49ers and Brock Purdy. Has done something Patrick Mahomes has not. Yeah. And I see. Led his team to the postseason this year. Yeah. Can you believe that? Brock no. Purdy has led his team to the postseason, and Mahomes hasn't. I can't believe you just said yeah. that. I mean, Come you're on, not pick wrong. It up. You're pick not, it up, Patrick. Let's you're, go. You're, you're not wrong. I guarantee you this weekend the Chiefs will win and get into the postseason. I think I'm going to say that right now, Josh. I think the Chiefs are going to win and get into the postseason this weekend with that victory. But, I mean, you, 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 first of all, let me just say this. I, I know how you feel about the AFC South, and I think that's the same way I feel about the NFC West. There's not one redeeming team out there that I have any sort of interest <laughs> in at all. Like, I, I watch NFC West, and I'm like, <laughs> Seinfeld. Like, I, I, I don't care about the NFC West. So if you're ranking your divisions that you care the least about, where do you where is, is it AFC South for you? Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Like so, I just my eyes bleed every time I you know it's a 17 14 game. Or yeah, something like that. so I look at the NFC West the exact same way. Like the Rams have never done anything for me. I, I just nothing. Uh, the 49ers, I've never been a huge fan of that. Every time I start to say, man, the 49 man, the four, there's like a few weeks after they play the Chiefs, I'm like. You know what? That's not a bad football team. Maybe they're maybe they turn around and then they for a little yeah, they, bit, right. and then now they're surging again. And you're like, I, and they win the I division. Don't know. Yeah, I gotta figure them out. I, but I, they got ten wins. They do. I, and, and so I, I just never have any feelings for them. And I, like the, the Arizona Cardinals, forget about that. I mean, there's just They've no won chance. Seven in a row. The 49ers. The Forty Nine ers have. Yeah, they got yeah. housed by the Chiefs and have been pretty good since. Yes, you know? yes. They, they've they've been their pretty good call. since, right? And who's the fourth team in the West? Who did I forget right there? I said the Seattle, Seattle Arizona. No, no, Seattle, <laughs> L A, Arizona, and. And who's the fourth one? San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. San Francisco, Seattle, LA. Oh, and Arizona. That's four, yeah, that's yes. four right that's there. Nice. I don't know. I'm like, I keep missing one. But but anyway, like, yeah, like it just I hate that division for whatever reason. I and it's you against the NFC, the AFC South. And those are the two I think the most irrelevant divisions. NFC South's always pretty irrelevant to me, too. Yeah, that's up there I mean, as well. Until yeah. Brady arrived. Yeah. Even Breeze wasn't very exciting. It didn't get those, you motivated, those right? Those teams didn't really do yeah, much for me. Really, so well, that, I, I haven't enjoyed much of that division at all the the saints too i go back and i look at that that quote-unquote dynasty if you will of the saints i don't know that there's been a more underachieving dynasty than what we saw in new orleans with drew Brees and sean payton i mean they left a lot on the table right did they not leave a lot to be desired on the table yes i mean you look back at what they didn't accomplish versus what they did accomplish yeah they got that one super bowl championship at all but but the falcons almost Achieved the same amount that they did, and the Buccaneers if have not for too, blowing, right? And that for blowing a twenty-eight yeah. to three lead, and the Bucs, right? you'd say surpassed them, probably. yeah, probably you so. Know? And then you got the Carolina Panthers who are in tank mode and are still, you know, in the hunt for the postseason, which is you know remarkable because that division is pretty bad. But, but they made a Super Bowl, you know, I mean, yeah, like they, in they, the recent in, enough, in recent vintage. enough vintage, yeah, 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 they, yeah, they they absolutely have, you know, they they were well, hell, it was that Super and Bowl we those, were at New York, right? Yeah, and yeah. none of those teams you, you thought were great. great. I mean, Tampa Tampa was good, yeah. But, the, the rest of them were eh. 
Tampa, right. Tampa was a benefit of circumstance and all kinds of stuff to, to win that year. I think they, they, they basically fed off of you, and I blame you for Tampa winning that year uh, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, feel but, the, I feel their fire. Yeah, you did. If, yeah, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> did. No, Tampa's dead. We'll never see them again. Hi, January 5th. How you doing? Good to see we you, Tampa. We saw a whole lot of them. Yeah, we saw a lot yeah. of Tampa. Way too much Tampa. Yep. Um, but also, I, I think, you know, with the 49ers right now, what do you do, man? Like, what in the hell are you going to do right now? because you've got this Trey Lance that you traded up for, who I never thought was that good. I, he didn't do anything yeah, to impress first round me. Pick, I know. You know? I, but you, you also have now the, the guy you traded up for, to like the second overall pick, and then Mr. Irrelevant. And Mr. Irrelevant is playing a thousand times better than the guy that you traded up for. Like, even when Trey Lance was healthy, I looked at it and went, eh, I don't know. And then Jimmy Garoppolo came in, played really good football. I thought he played better than Trey Lance. And now you've got Brock Purdy, who's Mr. Irrelevant. It's easy to let Jimmy Garoppolo walk after this season because he is a free yeah, and then agent, it's a, right? Then it's a quarterback battle with the other two. And, and do, you, do you have a battle? or or Because now, late night, last night, rumors started to emerge that San Francisco potentially could be trading for, wait for it, Aaron Rodgers. And then they went through the scenarios like they don't have a first round pick this year to give Green Bay. Would it, could they trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers or maybe they don't even go after oh, Aaron Rodgers? Can you imagine the Packers having Trey Lance and Jordan Love? Oh, my God. They, what oh kind of mess God, they would be in? Awful. Ugh. Just awful. But then the other one is that they still may go after Tom Brady this offseason. So the San Francisco 49ers, man, have always been this team that I feel like never appreciates the quarterback well, that they have. They're always looking for the next. And it started with Steve DeBerg, and they, they took him out to put Joe Montana in. Then they took him out to put Steve Young in. Alex, Alex Smith, Smith to Colin to Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like San Francisco, the, the San Francisco 49ers are the guy at the bar who's talking to a gal, and they're sitting there and having a conversation, and his eyes are wandering and seeing if there's somebody better out there that he can go with. It reminds me of the Ryan Lilja story when he would talk about, you know, reporters in the locker room not listening to what he had to say, but always looking around to see if there was somebody else that was going to, you know, to talk. Like, focus on the guy that you have, and the 49ers have never, ever, He's talking ever to done you, Randy that. Kovitz. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Yeah. Randy he would always get Lilja to uh, to chat. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're they're in a they're in a, in a way in a great situation. Like you drafted a first round guy, mm-hmm. you're not beholden to him, but you got a viable alternative. Yeah. So yeah, I think you go into next if he if he continues to ride the hot hand, see how he does. I mean, still plenty of time or so. You know, the rest of the season plus um, plus playoffs. So it's not like Brock Purdy's. Josh, if this guy product, if, if this if, guy leads them to say, the Super Bowl, there's no quarterback competition. No, absolutely not. None. No. None. No. Trey Lance should walk in and demand a trade the next day. Yeah. He but, should uh Marcus uh Mariota the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and just pack up his bags and leave. Leave. Yeah. That's exactly what and seriously, that's what he should do. Like even if San Fran, even if Brock Purdy leads them to the to the championship game, right? Like I, I mean, even if he takes them to the NFC championship game and they don't win that game, he's the starting quarterback next yeah. year. Like I I just Hey, I, could be worse. You could not have a quarterback. Yeah, you could be. If Houston you think you have or, one, yeah. and then the other guy's got potential, and you thought he had potential, that's a lot better shape than a lot of teams are in. They so. always say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have I a quarterback. Right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worrying too much if I'm the Niners. I've won a division, and I've got a uh, 
rookie quarterback who's on a heater. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he, it was like, like Jack Hughes said a couple of weeks ago, we've won nine in a row. We're, we're on a heater right now, and you're asking me about, like, some stupid question. That's that's the 49ers. Hey, we're on a heater. We won seven in a row. We got the division, and you're asking me about next year's quarterback? Yeah, yeah exactly. But that, that, that's sports in a nutshell, right? We're sitting here, and and the stories this morning that you're, you're, you're reading and seeing about Aaron Rodgers being traded there, Tom Brady signing there, what's going to happen with Trey Lance. Meanwhile, this this Purdy guy just goes out there and dominates just, and I'm, wins. I'm just telling you, look at the rest of that division, okay? Seattle's got to decide if they're going to franchise tag Geno Smith. I know, unfathomable. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals, they don't know when their guy's coming back. Yeah, they don't and have if they a like quarterback, him. right. And the Rams don't know if Matt Stafford's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And here are the San Francisco 49ers, got Baker right? Mayfield. And the 49ers are like, yeah, we, we just, uh, you know, we drafted a guy at the bottom of the ra- bottom of the draft. Right. And he's playing his ass off. And we got this other guy at first-round talent. Yep. I mean, yeah, we're all right. usually you don't swing and miss on quarterbacks anymore, right? And if you draft them after the first or second round, usually they're not any good. This is, this is an anomaly right now in today's NFL. It is a big-time anomaly. And you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan, too. He's the head football coach. He's the offensive guy. His job is to put people in position to have success, and, and he's put Brock Purdy in a great position to have success right now. I mean, they're, they're doing some really special things out there with that quarterback, and if you're, if you're another coach in the league, you're probably looking at what's going on out there and going, how did they do this? How did they find this kid? And how did they turn a seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant last selection into the draft to the hottest name right now in, in the NFL? I mean, and I know I'm, I'm wrong by saying this, but I am going to say it. No, I'm probably not wrong. I'm, I, I bet you we're going to see it today. One of the one of the talking head shows is going to say, "Should Brock Purdy be the MVP of the NFL?" <laughs> you know that's coming at some point today, right? Like like Screaming A is going to say that, or Skip's going to say that, and and and, and you know Sharp's going to go across the de- uh, desk and punch him out and whatnot. But I I think we're going to see that today. We're going to see somebody say, "Should Brock Purdy be in consideration?" For the MVP of the NFL. You know it's coming. Oh, Colin Coward will probably have a take like that I because I saw this kid all along. Yeah. Well, I mean Well, Colin predicted that the the, the that uh, Denver was gonna be winning Super Bowls from here on out with Russell the, Wilson. The interesting part about Brock Purdy, and if you follow the Big Twelve, you you might know this or feel this. Like after his junior year, it, it was thought he he's a like a legit quarterback draft prospect. Mm-hmm. And then senior year kind of went, eh. And so he was, I thought he was on the track to being like, this could be a, a really good uh, NFL court. He was right there. Yeah. And then he just, t- he just tabled he f- out, tabled out and fizzled out his kind of last season and, and fell off the radar. Is he an Iowa guy? Is he from Iowa? No, no. I think he's, I want to say he's from Arizona or something. Oh, wow. Getting somebody um, to Ames, Iowa from yeah, Arizona. I, I, I think that's right. Good job out um, of you. But also, uh, They've given up the least amount of points in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. They got a good defense. They are plus 128 in point differential. And the Chiefs put up 40 on them. Yes. Yeah. I'm just making sure we got that right. They have, yeah. They've given up 210 points. 40. 40, 40 of which were <laughs> against the Chiefs. <laughs> Think about that, right? Now, you can't take games out, but you take 210 and you minus the 40, right? And you got yourself 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. 170 points in the rest of the game. Divided by 13. Divided by, well, come on. I'm now. just saying, 13, by 13, on, that's Josh. that's not a lot. I can't do that. Let me get out. 170 the divided by 13. That's a little over 10. Good Lord, why would you do that to me? You I mean, I that's what they were that. doing to people. And Chiefs put up 44. Put, put, put up 40 on them, right? <laughs> 44 on them is what it was, right? Uh, Yeah, 44. So 210 minus 44 equals 166. That was my address as a kid. Divided, divided by, by 13. 13 uh, 12.76 points per that's game. That's pretty good. 
and the Chiefs put up 44 on yeah, them. They basically good. put up like four times the amount of what you know yeah. they're, they're giving up normally. Tells you how good the Chiefs yeah. are. You got problems with the Chiefs' red zone defense. They put up four, or offense. They put up 44 freaking points against the 49ers. 5-0 five, five against the division, 6-1 and one at home. Their God. only loss coming to the Chiefs. So... Are they the best team in the NFC? Go back and look, and you're like, that's a pretty doggone good win. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great win. And I think we said it at the time that was a pretty good win. That that felt like a, I don't want to say a payback win, because the Chiefs really didn't have to pay back the 49ers for everything, but they they, they kind of blew out their jets then, in that game and, and really turned it on. And also, note to young quarterback, I don't know, get the ball to your guy. Yeah, Kittle had a big night Brock last Curry's night. Just like, God. let's get it to Kittle. Seems like a smart play to me. Kittle was running some great routes and getting open too. <laughs> yeah. There was so like some of those behind the quarterback shots that they're showing this morning on, on NFL network where you can see these receivers running free. I'm like, they ran some really good routes, but he found them too. Like so many times we see these quarterbacks running for their life, screaming, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. They're so uncomfortable. The game is so much bigger than they are. Brock Purdy looks like a 10-year vet back there who's had control of the NFL for the last 10 years, too. I mean, it is uncanny watching this kid play. And so we'll see how far it goes. And I think there are still a lot of us, maybe, that are waiting for, like, you know, him to turn back into a pumpkin at midnight. But I don't know that it's going to happen, man. Like, ride that hot hand. Ride that wave and see where where it ends up. There are now four double-digit win teams in the NFC, too. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles. Good job. Yeah, the Eagles, Eagles Cowboys, uh, Vikings, and now Niners. And, and I think the Vikings right now, based on their performance to the uh, Detroit Lions last week, I think people have written them off. Like, they're not a real contender right yeah, now. They've given you know? up more points than they've scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane, right? And they're 10-3. And, and they're 10-3. and three. That's hard to do. <laughs> really, really hard to do, right? So you've got them who nobody's really buying into. The Eagles are legit. I've mm-hmm. watched enough Eagle football now to know, all right, The Eagles legit. are legit, and everybody's kind of bored with, you know, in a weird way, they're kind of bored with them. No doubt. <laughs> you know, yeah, the NFC is like, like us a little uh, bit, right? Yeah, 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 I expect they'll be there. Damn it. Who else is going to be with them, you know? Kind of, kind of deal. So you're matching wits now. So. Yeah, but I, but I also think right now that we're looking at a situation where I think America's starting to fall in love with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, you love an underdog, and Brock Purdy is as underdog yes, as is. you can get as at that starting quarterback position. And get more uh, pops crying. It's awesome. Oh God, yeah, and more shots of his uh, family. Yeah. Uh, Say, Dad crying in the stands. I'd be, I'd that, be crying man. too. Like, this yeah. is, this is so awesome. Well, he's crying in the stands because he saw how much he had to pay for those tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That stuff ain't free. My son didn't even give me free tickets oh by God, this point in time. Seventy-five dollars to park, <laughs> and I can't even get out of the lot. We've got a month to go. Our Chiefs goal list next. This is Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We ball in KC in honor of the Kansas City Kings. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. KC is Chiefs on the road Sunday at the Houston Texans. A rare and delightful 12 noon kickoff on 106.5. The Wolf will be underway with pregame coverage beginning at 9. What uh, what time does that mean you'll get back? I think it's like 7.30. Well, that's not too bad. That's actually awesome. Yeah, that's not yeah. too not bad. Not too bad at yeah, all. Not too, too bad, bad at all. all. So a little behind the scenes here. Not too bad. Josh was named the Odyssey employee of the quarter. What? I think I think we need to get a little bit of a a little bit is, of a round of applause I had to share for the, him. Share the survivor title? That's, no, no. Yeah, so, yeah. so last night we had our company party really nicely done by everybody involved. We had a great time at the company party, and they presented the quarterly employee of the month. 
and they said it was Josh. And I couldn't be happier for you. There is nobody, in my opinion, that works harder in this business that I champion more than this guy right here. I'm Thank still, you, Om. That's, I, that's not true. I, 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 am, I, am, I mean, you champion me, but I'm saying that. Yeah, nobody else does, right? Uh, I don't know about that, man. You, you know, the, the way you travel with the football team and get back at 3 o'clock in the morning, you have not missed one minute of the show no. yet traveling with the Chiefs, which is remarkable. Way to jinx that. I know, Jeez. well, right. Yeah, now we got a Newton game. Most of no it's way, out yeah. of my control. So right. Right. Now, <laughs> now we got a Nooner and you're going to miss. Yeah, right. We can't get back. The plane doesn't work. Josh is going to have to do a walk from Houston. We're stuck in Papa Do's. Yeah, Actually, what, what we have here on the plane, fellas, is we're, we're, we're weighted up too much. By Somebody snacks. needs to get off, and yeah. they'll kick Josh off yeah. the plane, yeah. and you know he'll be left for you. He's the one with no shoes. Yeah, you got to go. You gone. We're going to unload a few of these cheeseburgers to get the plane off the ground. Get the plane off the ground, right? You know, with the weight and all. So I think, you know. Andy's asked cheeseburgers or Klingler. He's like, Oh, <laughs> you're gone. I mean, Time's it's, yours it's, it's <laughs> to find even, a new ride. <laughs> he's not even thinking about that. You're off the plane. Yeah. Uh, coach, we, we either get rid of the cheeseburgers or the sideline reporter. Uh-huh. Don't get rid of him. I don't even, he doesn't even have any shoes. Yeah. So congratulations to Josh. We were very excited to see him win that award last night, the employee of the quarter. And, and one of the things was, oh, he comes back so late for the Chiefs game. And, and you gave your speech of no matter what time I get back, somebody says it's not that bad. And. I, I still say to this day, the, the most fascinating thing people ask me about is your travel schedule. I get it at least once a week, no matter where I am, who I'm talking to, what the situation is. How does Josh get back? Tell me about it. Like, people are fascinated with that travel schedule. So these Sunday night games, the dude literally lands at like 3.30 in the morning and is here on the air by 5.58. I mean, who does that? Mitch ain't doing that. <laughs> no, rolls right in and has a, a great attitude when he comes in, too. He's got the, all the audio. He probably went home for a hot second, changed his clothes, did a freshen up, brushed his teeth, and uh, stopped at the quick trip, grabbed a sausage roll and a kickstart, and he's right. back in here ready to kick ass. And, and I've only done that twice in my career where I remember like, not going home, and usually I was drunk. No, I'm kidding, but there was the, the wild card game where we really did. I mean, I think we maybe we went home to shower because we smelled yeah. like you know Andre Champagne. Yeah, we went home to shower and then reconvened at Denny's. Right, yeah. and reconvened yeah. like 20 minutes later, and then there was another moment, I think, uh, where I did Oh, I know what it was. The Royals won something in New York back in 20 15 there was a big game yeah, there. Yeah, Hosmer yeah. stole home yeah and, like, there's a bad um, throw by Lucas Duda they were playing the Mets I it's, think it's the it's the it's the title thing they do in baseball yeah I remember, what, um, what's that called like the uh, baseball classic playoffs? or something or <laughs> there's something like that they won oh, something World's, big oh World Series World that's series, what it was it, World yeah. Series yes and I remember leaving uh, Shea Stadium or whatever it's called now City Field at like 234 in the morning or something like that and going back to my hotel room taking a quick shower and then finding a cab and going into the city to uh, to do the show that morning. Oh, that's so a I, long uh, track, too. <laughs> Remember right, wasn't it? From no, the no, stadium no. to the hotel to the radio station no, was like no, an endeavor? No, it was not. No. no, it wasn't bad at all. No, no, no. We, we were real quick. I was uh, I was uh, with Channel 9. We, we were like at a, at a Fairfield Inn that was like right there next to like the, the hotel or comforts, whatever the hell it was, right? It was actually in Queens, and, and I was really surprised by this. It was hard getting a cab at 3 in the morning in New York. I'm not kidding. I'm like, the hell are all the cabs? You know, this kind of kind of uh, that before that Uber really took off, you know, back in 2015. So you're standing out there waving, like hoping the cab goes by. And so th- those I've only done that twice. Josh has done that twice in the last two days. Right. This dude shows up every single time. And even the boss is like, oh, take Monday off. Not a big deal. Josh's like, no, it's part of the bit. And it really has become part of the bit. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> 
I mean, it doesn't make any sense to go cover the game and then not come not, talk about no. it the next day. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, right? you're, like, you're already riding on adrenaline. You're up yeah. anyway at I that mean, time, it, it right? It seems like it makes sense. Oh, Josh was there, but we won't talk to him. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Like, right. no, it's fine. Yeah. So. so very good. Congratulations to you. Well-deserved. And you've got the great parking spot now out front that says Odyssey Employee of the Month. Oh, and I Josh parked on parked the curb. Sideways. Did you? Like parked, you said, yeah. I parked on the curb today. Nice. Yeah, yeah I threw it right on the curb in nice. front of the building. There you go. Just left Give the look to Tackleberry and say, don't mess with the car. Did you just today. throw your keys up in the air and walk? You left the car running, too. Like, that's a badass yeah. boss move there's right a, there, right? Well, there's a, I didn't know if you guys knew this. There's a person that actually parks your car. It's, a, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Wow. amazing. Get that How come your car isn't in the lot anymore? The yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you I GPS swear I on that? to the valet. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I put my keys to somebody. Who was that guy? Yeah, what yeah. the hell's Whoops. going on out there? Whoops. No, so Whoops. it was a big Great night. speech last night. Yeah, great speech. Everything was wonderful. Yeah, very proud of you. speech? Yeah. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, man. Congratulations to you. Well deserved. Thank God Alex didn't win it. Oh, he'd still be talking. He's still co-champion of Survivor. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, we, 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 we got to get him out of that. So uh, we, 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 we did make we, a, we did make a, a, a proclamation on Survivor. Yeah. Survivor yes. is a co-championship. In case you haven't heard. Um, so the good news is, if you picked either me or Alex to win it all, you're all in the hopper to uh, to win the grand prize. That's that's cool. But. Uh, just personally, Alex and I decided we're, or Bob decided for us. I decided that yeah. uh, we're going to keep playing. Oh yeah, so, there's going to be a people's juice. camp this is, here. This is what yeah. I get. You so know, we're going to we're going to settle it. We're going to settle it for uh, for our own. Well, let's be honest. We want that. Everybody yeah. wants it. Whether whether or not it means it officially, you don't want these co champs. You, mm-hmm. you need bragging rights. And Josh is going for two years in a row. And Alex doesn't have much else going on in his life. So we're really damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I kid, Alex. I kid. Shots fired. I kid. I, I know Alex did way more homework over the course of the season than I did. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. As soon as I went out there and told him, I said, hey, man, this is what's going down. This this co-champion thing, we're not doing it. It's got to be a people's champ. Here's who Kling picked. He was like, oh, man, I got to go. I got to go look at this stuff now. No, no, no. Pick a team. <laughs> well, and then you hear Bob from the, the water machine 500 feet away. Pick a team, Alex. Pick a team. <laughs> well, I told him to take the Giants because you're taking the commodes this weekend. Right, right, right. right. So I'm like, why don't you just settle take the Giants? Just yeah. settle it in one game. Yeah. And Alex's like, well, I don't know about that. I don't think the Giants are going to win. I'm like, I think, think, think Washington's going to win this game, yeah. But you don't know. The Giants are hanging on to that final playoff spot. They're going down to D.C. and, you know, well, whatever. No, not really. Yeah. All right, we got four games remaining. Houston, Seattle, Denver, and the Raiders. On paper, eh. Certainly, the Seahawks look like the only game of that thing, and then they, now they're I mean, are they a game right now. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. They look like they're they're kind of running on fumes at this point. So yeah. you might not get a lot of juice from the final four games, but still plenty of time to accomplish some stuff. Here's our kind of hit list yeah. of what we'd like to see them uh, get done before the end of the season. Number one, no injuries, right? This is this is it for the, the final month of the season, final quarter of the season. We're getting ready to hit the playoff stretch. No injuries. Let's just keep everybody No injuries slash get back those that are injured. Yeah, and, and it seems like we're doing that. Everybody practiced yesterday, which is huge news, right? Here we are on December 15th, and everybody's practicing. My God, that's great. Uh, I want to see the short yardage offense get better. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because of last week, but watching the offensive line get blown back on third and one, like for whatever reason, third and one, second and two is a kryptonite for this team. I'm is so bummed that the third and Burton is no more. 
Does that guy even suit up anymore, Lance Burton? Oh, yeah, he plays special teams a lot, okay. but they don't run a lot of offense for him. But he's a magician, man. He was autom- they were automatic with that play to be early on in the season. Like It was he's just like, oh, there's, there's, your, there's your short yardage play, and it's been like stuffed a couple times. Like, okay, that one's done. So, yeah. yeah, so he's out. Like, the short yardage is just kryptonite. Uh, I want to see the defensive and offensive line start to own games, like truly own those games, because I think the one thing, and maybe this is true around the NFL. Again, I don't pay attention to every play for every team and what they're doing, but it just feels to me like both offensive line and defensive line, great, eh, great, eh, great, eh, great. Eh. There's like, give me just, just give me consistency of really good the rest of the way where it's consistent. And finally, for me, getting CEH and McCall back into the flow of the offense. I know people don't like those guys and whatnot, but I still think they're vital inside the red zone, and I think they're going to be big, big, big pieces in the postseason, Josh, inside the red zone. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in this final quarter of the season. Yeah, I think the, I think the red zone's always always important. The lines, I've said it to her blue in the face, they're the reason – they would be the favorite yeah. if you would get those lines playing up to the top of their ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who beats them. Um, also, to me, I'd add look competent in the special teams. That's a good one. Yeah, they've stunk this year on special like, teams. Don't, don't have the special teams be a liability in the playoffs. God. I am just, I'm not just saying kicking, like the whole thing. The whole like, thing, yeah. The whole thing. There's just nothing look, worse than that. Show improvement in the last four games in, in special teams mm-hmm. and, and stack some good games together for those young corners. Yeah. I want them feeling confident when they hit the postseason. Mm-hmm. They're they're sophomores now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? they, they are. Like yeah, they're, 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 they, it's time to take the diapers off. Right, and I want them to have stack some good games where they're feeling pretty good by the time we hit the postseason. Yeah, I'm with you on those two as well. Yeah, the special teams thing. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than losing a postseason game because of special teams. Not that we've seen that in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to don't add that narrative oh, either. God. But also, they've been so good in it in recent years that this one looks just weird. I don't want some irrelevant chief to become like a household name, like that Lamons guy, like fumbles a punt or something. And everybody's cursing him for 30 years. ESPN had their rankings this week when they did their, their power rankings and the offense was ranked first. The defense was ranked 15th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You can deal with it. Look, they were 19th when they won the Super Bowl. Upper half defense. And then special teams was 32nd. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. But Tommy Townsend is booming the ball right Right. now. Yeah. He, He can flip the field all of a sudden. Uh, MVP at this point doesn't run through Kansas City. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the home of what we learned with Billy Coons. Legend Ball, he's an expert on the city of St. Louis, but he says the people are rude and hateful and they suck. Fridays at 9.50 on Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Left-handed guitarist. I was trying to be, you know, honest to the song. That's right. I it's got your back. Playing, it's hard playing left-handed. I got you know, your back. Right. Being on left-handed. Right. I got you. Uh, just saw this story from the from the world of hockey, and there's uh, something you missed in this story that will floor you too. They're the toughest. Okay, let's just let's just say that hockey players are the best athletes. Yeah. I, I wish we had a hockey team because hockey players like are legit dudes that just want to hang out and drink beer. Somehow I missed this story, but we've we've often uh, mocked uh, sports injuries at times hey, based no, on the base, sport, baseball injuries, based on the sport. Yeah. 
Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman Chris Letang scored a goal in the 4-2 win over the Panthers last night for Pittsburgh. Um, it was his third game back from a stroke. That's right. He he sat out 12 days. <laughs> he had a stroke on November tw- a stroke on November 28th. Returned to practice 10 days later. And then it was back a couple days later playing. Yeah, less than two weeks after a stroke, the guy was playing. A stroke. And not just a stroke, the second stroke of his career. And he's back in less than two weeks. And playing and scoring goals. When do you expect at the uh, highest level? When of do you his expect sport? Chris Letang back, coach? I mean, the guy just had a second stroke. I don't know what the twelve days later here he is on the yeah, ice yeah. and scoring. Yeah. What an unbelievable story this is. And a baseball player gets a hangnail and has to go to surprise. A stroke. <laughs> and he's playing less than two weeks later. It's remarkable. All right. They're, it, the, top. they're it, the toughest. It, it's remarkable. It's even, hockey players are the best. Not even, not even, not even close. The, the best part about hockey players is they're, they're, they're normal people, right? They're cool guys. They just want to hang out and chill and, and do I guy mean, things. normal people that are missing a few teeth, but yeah, you know. a few teeth and, and they make good money, but they're not up into the realm of like a, you know, a Justin Verlander who's spending $450,000 a day on a vacation. I don't know if you saw that story with him and Kate Upton. They, they went on a vacation and then how much per day? 450. Four 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 hundred fifty dollars a day. It's pretty good. No, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, a day. Oh, a day. Let me let me let me pull up the story. Make sure I got that number right for you. Here we go. Let me see. Justin Verlander, Kate up. Oh, four hundred fifty thousand per week. I'm sorry, my bad. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Who hasn't? They're spending four hundred fifty thousand dollars per week on an island via. Is that related to Bob Vila? Um, so $450,000 per week, (laughs) you can get a week on an Island or buy a house. I'd rather, uh, you better get the whole Island as well for 450. Better. It's probably that fire festival, right? (laughs) So, so that's the difference between like rich baseball player, out of touch guy versus hockey players. Hockey players will drink a Budweiser and smoke a butt with you and hang out at a radio show because that's happened with me before. Baseball players will spend $450,000 on a week vacation. So Chris Letang feel better, man. My God, I want to get a Latang jersey now. Jeez. That guy's awesome. How do we miss this story? That a hockey player had a stroke? Yeah, Edwin I don't know. was back 12 days later. I, yeah, I don't know. Or that he had a stroke, you know? Right, yeah. Hockey needs more coverage. Yeah, if, if an NFL player had a stroke, you'd, oh you'd heard about God, it. Oh, my God, you'd hear you'd about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be on all the Everywhere. shows. Everywhere. Yeah. Like I completely missed that one, so right. sorry. Sorry to hockey guys probably going to tell us, oh, you didn't hear this? It was 10 days, a big story. I, yeah. No, I no, did not. No, I, I did not. But, I, I mean, I like Chris Letang now, man. Let's go. Man, crazy. Woo. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And just think, he could have been a Kansas City Penguin. True. I mean, if that guy was in our town, he'd Thanks, be a Thanks, Luke Robitaille. Thanks, Liewicki. Tim Liewicki, let me tell you about that guy. We remember all those guys that didn't deliver us a hockey team. They were all charlatans. (laughs) They really were. It was it was a big ruse, right? Like so. So Tim Liewicki, I I don't know how I ended up down at a Tim Liewicki rabbit hole the other day, but I was looking at like a team or something like that, and and was like hockey to Seattle. Yeah. The Tim Liewicki has been like a guy that's associated with every new arena that's opening that he's going to promise a team to. It's unbelievable. Look at how many things he's been affiliated with. The only thing that I think has really worked was Seattle. Yeah. And that was how many years after Kansas City? Oh, good t- 12, right? When was the when was the arena? The 07? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's a good 15 years yeah. later. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, Mario. Yeah, someone yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mario. <laughs> yeah, everybody else involved there. I mean, how much would this? I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Pittsburgh, because they're kind of a city like us, you know. I'm sure they embrace Chris Letang like it's nobody's business. But could you imagine if that guy was here in Kansas City, what the outcry of support would be for him? Yeah. He'd be the most popular athlete behind Patrick Mahomes in this town. This guy's playing after a stroke. Like everybody would love him, even if you weren't a hockey fan, you'd go watch that guy play. Yeah, we we buying his jerseys. Mm. They do probably want Latang to either be the offensive coordinator or the head coach of the Steelers. I'm guessing probably point, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. One they of, want Tomlin out, and yeah, Latang. One in. of the yeah, two. That's right. Um. All right. So, you said it was it was uh, dead with a three interception performance. Yeah. The odds got flipped, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And I guess it's well. I think I think Josh Allen's still going to have a say in this somehow, some way, right? But it's Mahomes and Hurts for MVP. It now? sure seems like or that. Hurts. Yeah. And Mahomes yeah, for MVP right now? Probably that way. I mean, you look at the odds, and now this week, the odds-on favorites on your FanDuel app are, are Jalen Hurts winning the MVP. And I think after a three-interception game, just I know the way that the NFL works week to week, you see three interceptions by Patrick Mahomes. You're like, all right, he lost the MVP uh, that day. And the odds sure say he lost the MVP. But there's still four games left. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes still goes out and dominates, he can still get the vote. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how these folks truly do vote for the MVP. But... Is Jalen Hurts the MVP right now because they added A.J. Brown? Like, th- that's where I I go. Is Jalen Hurts the MVP without A.J. Brown? And I think the answer to that question is probably no. And that's why I think you truly do have to consider Patrick Mahomes for your vote. And I'm not just saying this because I win a nice chunk of change if Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP. But this dude is putting up untouchable numbers right now, right? I mean, he's putting up untouchable numbers right now, and he's doing it without Tyreek Hill. And I think that's a big deal for the MVP conversation. Who are you doing it with? Yes, he's doing it with Travis Kelsey, but the Chiefs literally traded his second best option away and brought in four receivers that he never played with, another receiver that's always hurt, a running back that's hurt, a seventh round pick. How is Patrick Mahomes still not the favorite to win the MVP when he's doing it with quote unquote less of a cast? than what Jalen Hurts is doing out in Philadelphia right now. Because without A.J. Brown, I don't think we're talking about Jalen Hurts being the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is elevating everybody else's game around him. And while I said Monday it's probably dead because I know how the NFL works, sense will tell you when you take a step back and get away from the, the, you know, the, the micro of that game and look at the macro – Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in the league because nobody thought this offense was going to be good without Tyreek Hill, and here we are the best in the league. But, again, you get more credit for coming further. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has come further this season than Patrick sure Mahomes Sure he has. has. Sure he, he has. Only has right. Patrick Mahomes only has an incremental improvement. Right, but they had to go get A.J. Brown, and they, took, they added to Philly, and they took away in Kansas City, and Kansas City is better because of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So he's still, I believe the MVP of this league. I'm with you. He's playing at a ridiculous level. It's just, unfortunately, you can't win. You can't win in those situations. No, you just right? can't. It's like Andy Reid's coach of the year every year. Yeah. It's the but, Andy Reid coach of the year given to whoever. Like, who's the most <laughs> valuable player to their team? It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we're clear. We're watching that every week. I mean, that's it's black and white to me, right? I, there's no gray area on this. Who's the most valuable guy in the league? Well, let's take away Tyreek Hill. Let's get rid of Byron Pringle. Let's get it, all these wide receivers that he's been with for years gone. 
new crop comes in. Everybody's learning new offenses and new languages and battling injuries. And you turn around and you look and Patrick Mahomes is still pushing 5,000 yards and, you know, 50 touchdowns again. Like they're 10 and three. He's the MVP of this league. There's no question. I'm with you. All right. We're told a pretty interesting edition of kingdom cliches today. They got the Texans. We need to find out if they're ready. And this is the only way we know how. You loved it so much this summer, we had to bring it back. The first thing I said, there's an imaginary sign outside that says, hiring all applicants. But this time, I get to voice the intro. I mean, I'm big on block destruction. Hello? Yeah, what's going on, BM? What do you mean, back by popular demand? Signed her to a long-term deal. Can we at least have shouted out back? All right, all right, bro. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, thanks to Spec, I guess I don't get to voice the intro. And I always will say this. Sometimes without no bad luck, we wouldn't have any good luck at all. Well, hello. Look who they brought back for the regular season. It is me, the British woman. And now it is time for another edition of Kingdom Cliché. Listen, as usual, I don't have a lot to say. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone. Uh, happy holidays. I know the holiday season is uh, upon us. Uh, with that said, it feels good. Coming off a, a good team victory, we found a way to drag ourselves across the finish line together. The mentality, it remains the same. The thing that we got to make sure that we're doing is keeping our guys focused and locked in. Our players got to make sure that we're not taking anything for granted. Just because we have a lead does not equate to a victory. We have to learn to strain the finish, and we need to learn to play every play as if it's by far the most important play. You know what? Uh, things happen. <laughs> I'll say this. It's, it's amazing because... It, Sometimes these guys can amaze you in many different ways. Uh, it's always good to have a number of guys that can, uh, that can run it, but on top of that, they just give you different looks. Each guy presents something different. Whoever's number's called, they know that, hey, they need to perform, and they understand exactly what their job is, but they also understand when they're in there, they have to make the very most of that opportunity. You know what? It's, it's not anything different that I'm seeing. It's making sure that he's focused and locked in and not talking himself off the edge. When something like that happens, the only thing that you can do is, hey, man, listen, it's time to move on, okay? We can't keep killing ourselves over the mistake that we made, okay? Today is Wednesday. Today we play the Houston Texans. Do not worry about that, okay? The only thing that we need to make sure is that we're not putting our team in a very uh, vulnerable state, okay? Because when something like that happens, that's, it, it tends to take the wind out of everybody. So let's make sure that we're controlling the controllables. And the only thing that we can control is what we do today. I know myself, I used to do that. Now I look like a big old ball back there. He's going to play excited regardless. So after every time he touches the ball, he has this juice and this energy. And I told you before, I want that same juice after every play call. Like, yeah, I just called that play. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a regular season football cliche, especially one from the kingdom. We'll be back tomorrow with more wonderful, useless, nonsensical kingdom cliche. That one had a theme to it. I just can't put my I, finger on it. I don't know it. what it was either. One day at a time. All Something night. was odd about that one. I don't know. Can't, can't quite figure it out. 
Uh, sadly, it's unbelievable. The Dolphins will not help the Chiefs by beating the Bills. This is great. Uh, another example of why. Next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Texans love the game of football. Down here, the game is big, and it's raw. So grab a chair and sit a while and enjoy the game. Texas style. Everybody, there we go. We are the Texans, the Houston Texans. Big Texas skies, big Texas pride. Go Texans, go! And we'll fight, fight, like to the Toro, the red, white, and blue. Everybody are the Texans, the Houston Texans. Big Texas skies, big Texas pride. Go Texans, go! And we'll fight, fight like Texans. Hail to the Toro, the red, white, and blue. That's one of my favorites. Uh, That's one of my all-time favorite fight songs. It may be on the top of the <laughs> list. I mean, anybody who's been to Costco is hailed to the churro, so we all know what they're singing about there. Like, the churro is an unbelievable thing, especially if you get a side of hot icing with it. You can just dip it in. It's it's a wonderful but dessert. But if you do it wrong, it's terrible. Yeah, like you get a, a sponge. churro. Yeah, 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 like one that's been sitting out for like a, a churro while. churro sponge. Yeah, you Gross. don't want one of those. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. A bad churro is not a good churro. That's something EB would say. <laughs> Can't control the controllables. The only good churros are the ones that aren't bad. Without a bad churro, we never have a good. We churro never have at a all. good churro at all. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's such a good song, and you know, it, it, it's one of those that we played a lot. You know, back in the day when the Texans were good and we were playing them often. And they have become so irrelevant around the NFL, Josh. I mean, I don't know that we've seen a team in this league fall in relevancy like the Houston Texans. I mean, three years ago, four was it four years ago, right? Twenty no, January of twenty twenty, two seasons ago, two playoffs ago, whatever it was, they were playing the Chiefs, and they were up twenty four nothing. And since they blew that lead, that franchise has crumbled. They ought to contract that thing. I am a little bummed. I did apologize to uh, to former producer Ryan mm-hmm. last night, and I said, you'd be so disappointed in us. We didn't get to this song until Friday. Yeah, but it shows you where the Texans <laughs> the are. The Texans have fallen so far off the radar, and we can't even make fun of them anymore right. for a terrible fight song. Right. That is just glorious. I know all the words to it. Texans it's got everything. It's got a little piano. It's got a guitar. Little Down solo. Here, the game is big. It's got an octave of notes. I mean, the song's got everything. Have a chair. And enjoy Good the game. story too behind it. Texas style. We are the Texans, the Houston Texans, the Texas skies. Got a little pride to it. Texas yeah. Pride. Go Texans, go, and we'll fight, fight like. And they do say Toro, but we always said Churro. Sounds like Churro. Like a, but they're hailing a mower? Yes, big mowing people. 
And it feels like you've then dismounted your bull. Yeah. And planted your Texans flag. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. It, it combines like Houston, uh, Texas and America into one. Yeah, if I was yeah. running for office in Texas, that would be my song. I'd come out to that at every rally. And then if it just, if only thing it would need would be like the cracking, cracking of, the of beer. a beer at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's all and I kept waiting for was it the, over your head. Yeah. Boosh. Delicious Lone Star beer, baby. <laughs> Give me a Lone Star light and that song and I'm ready to go and eating some smoked meat without sauce. That's Texas style. You take your churro, yeah. dip it in your shiner. <laughs> oh, I mean, gross. Oh. <laughs> Except if it's that holiday shiner. That's a yeah. good beer. The yeah. shiner does a really good job, too, man. Have you ever had a bad beer from shiner? No, I love shiner. They're, love they're fantastic. They hit a home run every single their, time. Their holiday beer is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, their summer beers are good. Everything's yeah. good. They yeah. make fantastic brews, man. Is it floral, the holiday one? A little bit. Got a little floral. Uh, it's got a little pecan. Ooh. Because Texas is big for pecans. Seguin, where I started my career, yeah, is, got, the t- is the pecan capital of the world. Pecans in it. Yep. Home of the largest pecan. Look it up. Yep. Look up the largest pecan. Look it up. Seguin, Texas, baby. All right. It's been very disappointing really all week uh, because I actually wanted the Dolphins to go to Buffalo and win. Yeah. We saw the weather forecast. And Not going to happen. Nope. No chance they're winning. Not going to happen. In the cold. Bob had pointed out that last week when the Dolphins were in L.A., in Los Angeles, they had heaters on the sidelines. Yeah. And oh. it was in the 50s. Yeah. Before the game in a dome. Correct. Yeah. And open. It's got open air on the sides. But still. A little breeze blows through, but it's very, it's very pleasant. It's L.A. It's always nice. And uh, they had heaters on the sidelines. That's right. Now, um, could see double-digit inches of snow in Buffalo. Oh, they're calling for that much yeah. now? Yeah. So it's more than four to six. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Could yeah. be up to nine, you know. But they... They do fluctuate. The nine is double digits. They do. Fl- it's like nine plus. You know, they're, they're hedging, you know, <laughs> yeah, nine plus anywhere from zero so to a hundred. Yeah. And that's, and, and I believe that that's what they always do there. They're like, Oh, it could be a, some areas could see zero. Some could see a foot and they're, they just keep it. Yeah. They keep it generic. Well, if the, if the, if the jet stream goes like this and Correct. hits a left at Stevenson Avenue, we could be looking at, you know, snow for right. days. But if it takes a turn at Custer Avenue, there's no way we're getting any snow. Okay, fine. Whatever. So, so yesterday we joked because uh, Tua said it snows in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel had, had said that you need to score more points. It doesn't it's matter. It's easier to win the games if you score more points than your opponent. That's right. In cold weather games. Mm-hmm. But uh, warm weather games as well. Um, uh, all games. Yeah, all games. All, you. all right. games you do you. better yes. if you score more points. Hey, if you score more points in cold weather, you you got a better chance. Well, in warm weather too. Well, <laughs> yeah, you thought about it weather. as you were yeah. saying it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, in all games. I'm trying to give a cliche uh, here, and it's just not going to work. Yeah. So we, we had joked what were they going to do to prepare? And they, they had said that they were, well, we're not going to practice outside this week. Right. And we jokingly said, maybe they're going to go in their indoor facility and turn on the air conditioning. Like literally just kind of joking about that half joking, but half like football coaches are weird. And I said, they should bring a fan and some confetti and blow it in there. Pretend like it's snow, right? Do the whole bit. They basically have done that. They they did that. The dolphins Mm -hmm. practice in their indoor facility today. According to Cameron Wolf, NFL network, Blasting as cold as it would go. Felt like it was in the 50s or low 60s. That's going to get you ready. So they, they they literally cranked up the air conditioner in their practice Can facility. Can you believe that? Like, we, yes. were, we were half joking about that, but... They're getting 
they're getting housed yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah, they are so in their heads about this weather. I mean, the coach is even walking around with a shirt like the weather doesn't bother me. You saw him at practice the other day. He looked great. Um, but they are so in their own heads about this weather thing. It's unbelievable. Every day this week, there's been a story about the weather and how Miami's going to no, handle no this chance. weather. Bills by a million. Yeah. Fuck on it. Doggone it. They're going to be uh, absolutely no help. Yeah. So they blasted the AC. That's right. Thank you. Thank so, you, Miami. Good luck. <laughs> to 56 degrees. If they do win, hilarious. let's just say they do win, right? You can see the post-game press conference for Miami go, well, we turned on the AC this week to get yeah. the guys ready. Yeah. The key was those middle 50s. We yeah. practiced, I, we practiced in 55 degrees, Thursday. man. It was uncomfortable. Tua saw snow one time. Turn He's the uncomfortable ready. comfortable. That's an EBism right there, too. <laughs> when you're not comfortable, you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. 